Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, News Radio 700 WLW presents Sunday Morning Sports Talk with your host, Ken Brew, on News Radio 700 WLW. Well, we got a tall guy doing a short show this Sunday. Uh, the Reds are playing at 11.30 this morning, which I, I found strange when the schedule came out. I know why they're doing it. It's all directed toward television. But I thought 11.30 in the morning, um, some people like that. Because you can go to the game and have the rest of the afternoon to do what you want to do. Tomorrow's a holiday for a lot of people and uh, maybe get a, a quick uh, start on that. But I remember a time in this town, and of course times change, people change, circumstances change. But I remember a time in this ta- in this town, and it wasn't all that long ago, when Marge Schott owned this team. And she was adamant about games starting later on Sundays because of people who go to Mass. They go to church. They go to some sort of Sunday worship. And, of course, as we all know, that uh, attendance at Sunday worship is is down all over the country. And so times change, even right here in Cincinnati. But when the schedule came out, it just just struck me as being not just odd or an odd start time, and then quickly realizing it was television, but just how how things change as you uh, work your way through life. But it is an 11.30 start today, 11.35 start today. Reds against the San Francisco Giants, and the Reds go for a sweep which is um, kind of amazing when you think about it. I, I know that this this season was marred by the slow start, and I know this season uh, was marred by salary dumps and injuries, and it all contributed for the, uh, for the Reds being where they are. But it goes to show you, I think yesterday, and, and quite frankly the night before, with Gordon Ashcraft, last night with uh, Vlad Gutierrez, if you... If you get that kind of pitching, if you just get a game into the fifth inning with a lead, chances of you winning are fairly strong, even with a bullpen that, uh, for the Reds, here and there is greatly challenged. Gutierrez was terrific. Uh, it was his best outing of the season. He goes to 1-6, and six, obviously his first win. Five innings pitched, six hits, just one run allowed, and he struck out four. And the beauty of last night for him was pitching with the lead. Reds put three up in the first. Kyle Farmer with the with, with a an absolute blast, and uh, they hang on. Three two is the final. So the Reds still are struggling at the bottom of the National League Central Division. They still statistically have the worst record in baseball, but they've won four in a row. And it just shows you that if again, if you just if you just had given this team a little bit of a chance before this season it might have delivered more often than not what we've seen the last couple of nights. The the Giants are not a great team. In fact, they're kind of a mediocre team. They're 24-21, and and they're going through a lot of the same things the Reds are going through in terms of retooling and rebuilding, not to the drastic sense that the Reds are going through. But the, the, the Giants didn't just pull the plug on this season, and they're right there. They're third in the National League West. Um, I, whether they make the playoffs or not, I, I don't know. 
I mean, uh, the, the National League East is not quite as competitive as everybody thought it would be up until now. But the West is, is fairly competitive. The Giants are seven and a half out of first. Cardinals two and a half out of first in the Central. Again, Memorial Day is where you just kind of step back and take a deep breath and do a little bit of an assessment as to where things are. And where things are for the Reds really hasn't changed over the course of where they were the first month. They're just they're getting better breaks. They're getting players healthy. They're not playing as as dominant as uh, of the teams as they played early in this season. And they're showing a pulse. And that's good. As I said, they go for the sweep today. We'll have more on that as we lead into the inside pitch today at 10.35. FC Cincinnati on the road last night. We, uh, we talk a little bit about FC Cincinnati here. It doesn't generate, at least on this medium, what it does in stadium. This is a game you've got to see in stadium. And until we have players in this town that are developed into stars, and it's getting that way. It's getting that way with uh, a couple of players. But I, I like to spend a little bit of time early in the show talking about FC Cincinnati. They lost last night in Montreal. 4-3 was the final. A lot of goals are scored whenever Cincinnati plays Montreal. Uh, they've played a lot of games against Montreal. This, uh, according to the Inquirer this morning, was the third time in the last four meetings between Montreal and Cincinnati in which at least seven goals were scored. Cincinnati on the wrong end of that. They're 6-7-1 and one right now. They are, at this point, still in a playoff spot. But the, uh, the, the, the league, MLS is governed by the international body, FIFA, and FIFA has what they call an international window where everybody's got to shut down. And so FC Cincinnati doesn't play again until June 18th, like in three weeks, which I don't understand. I know you're, you, you're beholden to the international governing body when you operate a soccer league or soccer club, but it seems like a long time to wait and uh, for a team that has had a little bit of a rhythm going into there, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, that this is the best time for this. But they they win it last night. Junior Moreno looks like he's going to be a real solid player for this team, and he would join another guy that I think is going to take this the, the fan base of this team really by storm, and that's Brandon Vasquez. So maybe we get to develop a couple of stars in Moreno and Vasquez and then build off that so that maybe it is more of a staple of this particular kind of medium, which is a, uh, a radio talk show. Hopefully we get to that point here. Cincinnati is playing, FC Cincinnati is playing much, much better over the course of the last six weeks. Today is also the running, the annual running of the Indianapolis 500. The Indianapolis 500 up in, uh, obviously, Indianapolis, and it uh, is a 12.35 green flag time. Scott Dixon, who was on the show last weekend, has the pole, four-lap average speed and qualifying, 234.046, all the way back in, uh, in row number six. The outside of row number six is Connor Daly. Uh, he is a second-generation racer. His dad was a terrific racer. His stepdad runs the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and he is eagerly anticipating today's race as we have tracked him down at the garage at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, still about three and a half hours from the drop of the green flag. And Connor Daly joins us here now on Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Connor, how are you on this glorious race day? I'm great. How are you doing? 
Yeah, is any better? You know, I'd be it. I'd I'd have seat time up at Indianapolis. There's no feeling in the world like it, is there? It's truly the best time of the year for me. I think better than Christmas, better than birthdays, um, best best uh, best month of the year. And I mean, honestly, the energy here has been incredibly high. Uh, practice all last week, qualifying, huge crowds for us here. Um, it it you can tell the people you know have have loved to have been back here at the Speedway. Uh, the cars are going faster than they've ever gone. Uh, you know, historic speeds here. Uh, you know, breaking breaking speed records into turn three for myself, and then Scott Dixon qualifying. Uh, you know, the fastest pole speed in history. I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's an incredible era to be a you know be a part of IndyCar right now. You know, it's interesting because you grew up inside the sport, so you know the sport, and you just page back twenty years. And take a look at what qualifying speeds were back then, and look at it the, where they are now, and I, it's frightening to think what they could get to in another twenty years. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be a limit, right? We got to be, you know, safety first for us. You know, safety's obviously big in IndyCar, and um, but also, you know, our cars are safe. So why are we not pushing the limits? I mean, I think right now in in the world. The most exciting things to watch are when people are really pushing the limits and breaking records and doing, you know, cool stuff. And I think right now, IndyCar is one of the coolest things on the planet. I, I, I truly believe that. It's certainly one of the most competitive forms of racing. And, um, you know, we see a lot of a lot of people, you know, becoming F1 fans because of the Netflix series. And there's obviously a huge NASCAR fan base as well. But, uh, you know, we welcome all those fan bases because I think, if you like either one of those, you're going to like IndyCar as well. And it's, it's something that, um, you know, I think deserves a lot of respect right now. I consume your podcast. I'm a faithful listener. You're, you're a Speed Street podcast. And you've spoken about this uh, several times over the course of the life of that podcast. There was a time, as you know, when IndyCar had it all. It was It was ruling the roost over F1. F1 was viewed as some sort of, I don't know, some sort of European phenomena. NASCAR has really charged on in the last 25 years, waning a little bit, obviously, but it has really charged on. But back, as they say in the day, it was all IndyCar. What happened? Did IndyCar lose its way? Well, it was a split, obviously, in, in the, you know, in the, in the 20 years ago or whatever it is. And, um, you know, the, the, the mid-90s was, uh, was a killer. When you, when you have a powerful entity and you split it up, uh, one side is bound to die. You know what I mean? And then sadly, uh, it took us. I always, I always told people what well, my, my initial thought, cause I've been an IndyCar fan since I was a kid. And, um, you know, I, I grew up watching cart and IndyCar and then two separate series and watch champ car and car die. And then everything re reunite, uh, you know, around 2008. And I always said it would take a minimum of 10 years to probably get that traction back. And sure enough, it really did like 2018 and 19 is really when I thought we started seen a lot more positive activity going on for IndyCar. There was a lot of momentum, you know, great NBC TV deal. And, you know, now we're getting, you know, Formula One drivers were coming over again to do the Indy 500. And now we've got NASCAR drivers as well coming to do it. So it took a long time. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a darn shame, honestly, because I think our sport truly is one of the most competitive forms of motorsport right now, if not the most competitive form. Uh, you know, highly more competitive than Formula One. Um, and we've got such a diverse field of, of talent as well. Uh, people from all over the spectrum of motorsports. So uh, it, it, I truly believe we will get back there. I think we will get to be more of a powerful entity. 
Um, but also, it might take a Netflix series for us to do that. Who knows? <laughs> well, but I, I read an article uh, that was in the Athletic.com. Uh, I guess in the last week or so, one of the writers interviewed you, and you said one of the things you're most excited about is a new car, and you kind of laid it out there for the manufacturers, you know, a better engine, more integrated chassis. So uh, you, you, you want it to be one, the way you want it to be has to really start with what's coming out of the factory. It's all in the factory, is it not? Well, absolutely. I think, I think for sure our, our car, our chassis has been around too long. Um, but it's also, you know, we've also, there's also a lot of cost behind that, right? Formula One team spend $250 million a year developing new cars. You know, our budgets are around $6 million a year. So it's a very, very different outlook. Um, but yes, I truly believe if we can get a, you know, a, a, a better, a, a newer car, I think that'll, that'll shoot some excitement through the paddock. Uh, you know, maybe some more horsepower as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be flashier or, or different looking. You know, obviously IndyCar has got a certain profile. We've got a certain uh, safety standard to, to live up to. But, yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, times are changing. And I think we have the ability and there's a lot of smart people around IndyCar to, uh, you know, to come up with a newer chassis and, uh, you know, a lighter chassis and something that, you know, can produce more power. And we've got great engine manufacturers around. Hopefully we can get a third one as well, which I think would drive even more interest in sports. Yeah, you led for forty laps of this race last year, if I'm not mistaken. What did that What did that teach you? Because that was that was a rather significant amount of laps to lead the Indianapolis 500. What did you learn from that? Well, I learned that it's much easier leading than not. So uh, I, I want to keep doing that. Um, but it's also you know different because you you burn much more fuel leading. So I, I would say. I would try to, you know, leading is important, but you really don't want to lead till the end. And when I look back at it now, we were actually going really slow while I was leading out front because I was trying to save fuel and everyone else wanted to save more fuel behind. So I think it'll be an interesting opportunity for us, considering I have to start, you know, 18th, we're going to need to cycle through and strategy somehow. And so if the if a similar thing happens this year, we're going to be able to use that and undercut, try to get towards the front like a lot of other people did last year. So it, 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 we learned a lot, and I, I definitely feel like I've got all the knowledge that I need now for sure for this year. Yeah, Connor Daly, our guest, the number 20 bit Nile, row six in uh, the Indianapolis 500, driving for Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, you, you grew up in this environment, as I said. Your dad was Derek Daly. Uh, your stepfather is Doug Bowles. Your mom was a jet ski racer. But you grew up in this IndyCar racing environment. You've seen the underbelly of IndyCar racing. It's tough. Sponsorship money, uh, you know, teams that don't work well together. I mean, the, 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 the ability to get to victory lane is so difficult, yet you chose to go into this line of work. Were, was it, were you bitten as a child? I know, I know you were in kart racing, but were you, were you bitten by the bug as a child? For sure. I mean, as soon as I got into a go-kart, it's all I wanted to do. Um, you know, and especially when I got into a car and, uh, you know, was able to win quite early on, you know, that feeling of winning, uh, you know, never goes away. I mean, it's something that you want to keep repeating, um, especially with how good so many of these drivers are when they're successful. Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It means a lot. So it, 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 it is a very difficult sport. I think more it's a sport that more so than any other, uh, there are a lot of, you know, outside factors. You know, if, if you're a basketball player and you miss a shot, that's on you. If, if you're a football player and you throw an interception, usually that's, that's you know, you, as a quarterback, you could probably try and work on that. Or you make mistakes for us. You know, we could be driving the best race ever, but if our car is not exactly how we want it, mm-hmm. it could be really, really challenging for us. Or if we have a, you know, pit stop where something goes wrong or we don't get enough fuel or something. There's so many outside factors that, you know, the driver could be having his best race, uh, but that's, finish might end up being tense, you know what I mean, because of, you know, a lot of outside factors. So it's a really tough sport, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Uh, you work for Ed Carpenter, obviously gifted uh, gifted driver, good businessman. Uh, Rhinus VK is your, is your teammate. He had a lot of success, at least leading up to the race in practice. Uh, tapping into a guy like Ed Carpenter has to be enormous for you. I, I understand that you grew up in a racing environment. But being able to tap into him and his expertise has got to be invaluable for a guy like you. Absolutely. Ed Carpenter is, you know, one of the most experienced drivers here. And also, he's very good here. Um, and so having him in the team is is great. I do notice that he, you know, when, when it comes to qualifying, he has something different uh, here. And, and I don't really see it in practice. I see it more so when he, you know, is really going for poles. And I, I definitely want to understand that more still um, because that was always, you know, you can't give everything away, right? But, uh, you know, thankfully he's in our team. So, we, you know, we have his information, we have his data, and, um, you know, we have the ability to look at that. So it, it's great to have him as a boss and a teammate. And, uh, you know, we obviously want to have, we want to finish one, two, three. I truly believe we have the ability to do that. Imagine that, one, two, three for Red Carpenter Racing. Connor Daly. Uh, good luck, clean air, and uh, hopefully we can visit after the race. Thank you so much. Stay well. No problem. Thank you. Scott Dixon, Alex Palu, and Rhinus VK. One, two, three on row one. Green flag drops sometime around 1230 this afternoon in Indianapolis. It is uh, coming up on 924. It's Sunday morning sports talk, 700 WLW. the king of rock and roll elvis presley but was he the king of something else he was king of the planet Nubnik. could it be that elvis was really a space alien who fled his home planet there was this horrible war and the elders they wanted to keep elvis safe listen to the spaceman in graceland podcast there are a lot of shows to listen to these days make sure it's a show worth your time i suggest the scott sloan show i face the same problems you do so let's talk about them and have a little fun along the way check out sloney tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW and be sure to catch his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. On a day like today, there's only one place you want to be and that's Little Miami Brewing on the banks of the Little Miami River in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Went there yesterday, enjoyed some time with the family down there, great atmosphere, picture-perfect day today for the best craft beers on the planet, great pizzas, great salads, and the taco trailer is open. And... Big songs, too. Today at 4 o'clock, Tom Stevenson. His music is a staple of Little Miami every single Sunday. And at their new event center, this Friday night, 
It's a Rocket on the River concert. Cashmere, the Led Zeppelin tribute band, is set to go. Tickets online at LittleMiamiBrewing.com. Head on down there. Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Zero percent financing or a thousand. Hey, News Radio 700 WLW Sunday morning sports talk. I am Ken Brew counting down to a very early red start today at 1135. Uh, we're 46 games into the season, at least here in Cincinnati. So kind of the quarter po- pole mark of the year, a little bit, a little bit more than that right now. But a good time to take assessment of all things baseball and all things Reds. Interesting story on SportingNews.com. MLB free agent booms and busts at the quarter season mark. Now, of course, there's not a lot of free agents of any note on this Reds roster right now, but there are around Major League Baseball. So who's been a boom and who's been a bust? The author of that article standing by right now, he is Kevin Skyver, and he joins us here on Sunday Morning Sports Talk to uh, to talk about all of that. Uh, Kevin, how are you on this glorious Sunday? I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ken? It's I'm going to be talking to you. Yeah. Um, you know, it could obviously be a lot better here in Cincinnati, but uh, so go the fortunes <laughs> and uh, fates of baseball. You know, I'm looking at your list, and we're 25% of the way into this season. And that's a, that's a, that's a time, I think, where you can step back and take note of exactly what free agents can and can't do. Is there anybody on your list, and you broke you broke it down to Tier 1, Immediate Impact Players, Tier 2, figuring it out. Tier 3, doing their job. And Tier 4, nothing but struggles. Is there anybody that fell into one of those categories that surprised you knowing what that player was capable of? Yeah, I think Mar- Marcus Simeon is by far the most surprising to me. Um, just seeing how completely he struggled at the plate with Texas. Um, I think a lot of people are really excited about that middle infield. And Although Seager hasn't been overly impressive, he's been somewhat steady and somewhat consistent. You feel like you can get a hit out of him, and Simeon just kind of looks lost at the plate. So I was a little bit surprised to see someone with his potential struggling so much this year. But I do think that, um, I think Joey Votto is proof that you can start to break out of a slump uh, if things start to come together for you. So Simeon, I'm not writing him off. I don't think that he's some terrible contract yet or anything like that. I just think that, there's definitely cause for concern in Texas right now. In Tier 3, you've got a local kid here from uh, just up the road in Middletown, Kyle Schwarber, uh, who plays, obviously, outfield for the Phillies. And you say, despite hitting just 197 so far this year, or at least at the time the story was written, he's given the Phillies more or less what they expected. Um, we know the guy was a high strikeout guy. I mean, that, that's just his. Uh, that's just the way he is. And uh, we also know that he hits a lot of home runs. So I suppose if you're looking for somebody that can hit the long ball and not necessarily move people along the base paths, that's your guy, right? Yeah, the Phillies really pushed their chips in on power this offseason. I think them getting Castellanos and Schorber is pretty telling of what their plan was. Um, I think that you see 197, you start to feel a little bit alarmed. But Schorber... He hits in the low 200s for his career. It's not that far out of the norm for him. He strikes out a lot. You know what you're getting with him. And I think that you want things to be a little bit better, but when when he hits the ball, he hits the barrel. And I think that in modern baseball, that still has a lot of value, even if he does sometimes have, have trouble putting the ball in play. Do the Cubs know what they were doing? Uh, it seems like they did when they let Schwarber go and Chris Bryant go. I, I, it seemed to me that um, they knew that the, the act had played out in that town. 
they they look rather smart at this point, don't they? They do, especially with the emergence of Sega Suzuki. I actually wrote at the beginning of the year that I think they're actually a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, they're still in the basement of the NL Central, but at the same time, they were a team who had pretty low expectations, but they sold, they sold high on those players. They let them go, and it made sense at the time. I mean, Javier Baez wasn't on this list, but he's a guy who he missed part of the season with injury. He's had some struggles. Um, he, I think, can still break out of it, but Schwarber, Brian, and Baez, I don't think fit into what the Cubs are striving for right now. So moving on from them, it's easy to, it's easy to be frustrated with that as a fan, but it's starting to look like they actually do have a plan. Uh, top of your list, immediate impact players. Is a guy the Reds had for about uh, a hot minute back in 2019. They picked up Kevin Gaussman, had him here just for a bit after Atlanta let him go, and then they let him go at the end of the 2019 season. And, uh, of course, he was just lights out in 2021 when he was uh, uh, pitching for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, 33 starts led the majors, 14-6. and six. Toronto signed him, 4-3 uh, and three up there right now in nine starts but how do teams how do teams miss on a player like that i mean not, it wasn't just the reds the before the reds the braves had him and they really didn't know what to do with him I, how do how do how do teams miss on somebody like that i don't know that they missed so much as he didn't fit into their rotation at the time um he is a guy who i think needs to have strong coaching to really unlock his stuff he has that outrageous splitter that seems so difficult to hit. And Toronto obviously coaches up their pitchers really well. Um, I think that Yusei Kikuchi struggled early in the year. He seems to be coming on a little bit. And Robbie Ray is struggling in Seattle right now. So they look smart for passing on him as well. I mean, it looks like there were other reasons that they did so, but we don't need to go into that here. Yeah. But Gaussman, for, for as good as he is and as consistent as he is, I do think that he's a guy who, if he's in the right environment, he'll thrive, but he needs to be given a chance to do so. Yeah, just a guy that gives you a lot of innings, which, you know, everybody's looking for out of starters. And, um, you know, he's a little bit older maybe than than what the Reds wanted to do. But um, uh, you're right, he didn't fit in at the time, but boy, would he fit in right now. Uh, we're talking uh, with a guy that seems to know baseball free agency inside out because I read his story, and it seems to hit the mark. Kevin Skyver, SportingNews.com. You're, I'm sure, well aware of what's going on here in Cincinnati. There was a great salary dump, and they picked up a collection of spare parts. We, uh, in this town, have seen our share of injuries with this team, not the least of which Jonathan, Jonathan India, Mike Moustakis has missed time, uh, Luis Castillo has missed time. I'm just interested in your 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 thoughts. If if all those injuries did not occur, and we know about the salary dump that occurred before the injuries, would this team be in the shape that it's in right now? I think injuries will always have an effect on how your team performs, especially when you lose a guy like India. I don't think that India comes in and completely revitalizes the revitalizes the lineup, but I think that when you have that many injuries and you have so much going on. Um, it's just, it's really difficult to come back from and it changes your team philosophy. And I think the Reds are going through that. Um, I, I do think that their salary dump is and should be a point of frustration for fans because I don't think there's any reason for them to be this bad. 
But at the same time, when there's a guy like Hunter Green coming up or even Tyler Stevenson behind the plate, I do think that the, that the Reds, if they can start to piece together a plan, um, when those guys come back from injury, if they can start to perform, there should at least be some sign of hope in Cincinnati. Yeah, they're, they're core players here, I think, that they can look at and say, okay, we can build around that. Uh, I guess that's what they're doing because they've never come right out and said what their plan is. But, I mean, you mentioned Hunter Green, and Jonathan India would certainly be in that core. Uh, when he gets here, hopefully, and healthy, Jose uh, Barrera, uh, Barrera would be one of those guys. I still hold out hope for Nick Senzel. And I think Senzel, I think Tyler Stevenson is a, is a really, really good player. So there is hope, I think. Um, I just I just don't know how quickly they can get to where they want to go because they want to develop players and I don't see anybody on the horizon in their minor league system short of Barrero that's really going to help them immediately. This could be a lengthy process. Yeah, and I, I think the emphasis there is on process. Um, the, in the process, you need to develop Hunter Green into an ace. Yeah. Um, I, don't tr- I don't trust Green's changeup right now. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been impressive. If he wants to be a starter long-term, then he might need to develop a fourth pitch. And that's a tall order, but... I think that the res development is going to have to begin with Green. They need to prove that he can develop at the major league level. And I think that the pieces will start to fall in place around that. Here's the big question. Are you ready for the big question? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather be the Reds, the Pirates, or the Cubs at this point? Organizational-wise, I think I'd rather be the Cubs. I feel like the Cubs just, their, their ownership, their fire sale doesn't look bad right now. And I think that's kind of the most you can ask for. Um, the Pirates, I think, are starting to kind of make the right moves and get those pieces together, but that it's always, it feels like it's always a process there. And I just don't trust. I don't trust the process there right now. And in Chicago, it's a team that has won recently and knows how to win, and I think has guys coming up who can contribute. Um, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I think I think I would go Cubs, Reds in a close second, and then Pirates in a distant-ish third right now. Distant-ish. I love it. Uh, Kevin Skyver is uh, our guest. Uh, SportingNews.com, his story up there right now. MLB free agent booms and busts at the quarter season mark. Uh, good stuff, Kevin. Let's uh, visit down the road, hopefully when things are a little bit better here in Cincinnati. Thanks for your time. 
Thanks so much for yours. It was great talking to you, Ken. Mm, counting down of the Reds and the Giants here at 11.35 today on 700 WLW. It is time now for the Cincinnati Children's Change the Outcome Play of the Game. That from yesterday's Reds game, if you're the seventh caller, seventh caller, at 513-749-7000, and you know the correct play, you will win two tickets to a future Reds game courtesy of Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Changing the outcome together on 700 WLW. They brought rice aroni. That is way back and way gone. San Francisco's Giants stomp into GABP for a nine-inning get-together with our Here Reds. the right field line. Goodbye. Get the B5 Fofum call live. Way back gone. Today at 1035 on 700 WLW and 700WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, hey. Hi, this is Jim Scott for Bud Herbert Motors. How do you make the most of your land? Let the Herbert show you how on a John Deere Gator U. 45 FM W233BG Cincinnati. So the change the outcome of the game play sounded mysteriously like this. Again, the one two. Swing and a line drive into right field. Base hit. Aquino comes up throwing. Here comes the runner to the plate. Good throw. Out by a mile, and the Reds win it. What a throw by Aristides Aquino. You would think by now they didn't run on him all game, and then they run on him there. What an odd time. They tried to force the issue, and Aquino with a one-hop rocket right on the money to Stevenson to gun down Joey Bart, who never even made it to home plate. He threw him out by 20 feet. Well, he's an adventure at the plate, but uh, in the field, he does have, as was aptly described there, one heck of an arm. Dan Foley from Anderson Township was the seventh correct caller. He wins two tickets to a future Reds game. Now, if you'd like to be like Dan or just perhaps possess some of Dan's qualities, be listening to the game today. Again, airtime is 1135. And if you listen to the game and you find out what the play of the game is, be the seventh correct caller tomorrow morning at 749-7000. And you, too, could be going to a Reds game very soon, all courtesy of Cincinnati Children's Hospital and 700 WLW. Welcome back. Sunday morning sports talk counting down to the Reds and the Giants here on 700 WLW. Uh, the inside pitch is at 1035 today. And again, first pitch will be today at 1135. And we'll see what the attendance looks like, whether or not the, um, you know, the crowd warms up to it. I, again, think, you know, it's uh, th- th- this is all designed for television. Today's game is on Peacock, which is the streaming service of NBC. Major League Baseball partners with a lot of different television providers, and they've partnered with Peacock. So we'll see exactly what the uh, appetite is for this. But But think about this. I mean, for a second, it's... It's an 11.35 start, which is 8.35 
on the West Coast. If you're in San Francisco, uh, I guess if you're a hardcore Giants fan, you will be awake and watching this at 8.35 on a holiday weekend where most people are just kind of kicking back, not getting up early. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I could see 11.35 if it was two Eastern time zone teams, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how it. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out from a um, an audience appetite standpoint. Coming up uh, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to be joined by Ben Lindsay. Ben Lindsay is one of the great writers for ProFootballFocus.com, and he has a story out this week about the top three players on every NFL team heading into training camp. Now, it's not hard to figure out who the top three are on the Bengals, but when you drill down and you get to the Browns and the Steelers and the Ravens, uh, he has some interesting takes, and this is in Sports Talk with your host, Ken Brew on News Radio 700 WLW. Welcome back. We're counting down to Reds baseball. It's at 11.35 this morning. 11.35, first pitch this morning. Inside pitch coming up after the news at the bottom of the hour. We are about two months away from the start of NFL training camps. Uh, late July is when they begin. Training camp start has not been announced yet for the Bengals or really for any other NFL team. But every NFL team's roster is now fairly set. There will be some late additions and, of course, tweaking as the preseason goes on. I found this article interesting this week. This was on ProFootballFocus.com. And again, PFF.com, the most analytical website anywhere. They can take a football player and tell you exactly at the end of every game how well he performed by using certain metrics along the way. And at the end of the year, you know exactly whether the guy was worth the time, effort, and money that a team put into him. Well, the guy that really runs ProFootballFocus.com, the domo, the brains, the heart, and the soul behind ProFootballFocus.com, Ben Lindsay has... Um, has a story out this week about the top three players entering the 2022 season and how they metrically graded after the 2021 season. And if you look at some of the top three players on some of these teams, it, it makes you wonder, are they going to win four games this year, three games this year? Certainly not the case here in Cincinnati, but um, it, it may be the case for uh, a team or two inside the a AFC North. Let's bring him in, the guy who is the major domo at ProFootballFocus.com, the aforementioned Ben Lindsay. Ben, how are you on this glorious Sunday? I'm doing well, just, just trying to lead the way. How are you doing? Well, you know, leadership comes with great responsibility, yet you never shirk that responsibility at PFF.com. Everybody says, and I'm talking about Sam Monson. I'm talking about Brad Spielberger. I'm talking about Ian Harditz. I'm talking about all those guys. They all say it focuses and folds back to you. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, heavy for sure, but someone, someone's got to wear it, right? Exactly, exactly. Now I want to talk to you about your story this week on PFF. Every NFL team's top three players entering the 2022 season. Before we get into specifics, what was the criteria to picking the top three? Was it just a gut, or was it statistics, or how they fit into the flow of what's happening on those teams, offensive and defensive? How did you come up with the top three for each team? Yeah, it was it was sort of a combination of a little bit of everything. It was it was based on our grades, our our statistics, um, but also looking at 
at sort of how those players fit into the team moving forward. So if guys are declining or if guys could take another jump, I, I sort of tried to factor that in so it wasn't just right at this second uh, who, who are the top three players. Any team that doesn't have a quarterback among the top three is a team in trouble, in my opinion. Is my opinion wrong? No, I don't. I don't think it is. Um, you, you always, you always want your best player to be your quarterback, just because that's that's the position in the NFL. If you don't have an above average quarterback, it's going to be hard to win consistently. You might make a run to the Super Bowl. You might even win a Super Bowl in some cases, but you're not going to be there consistently. Okay, Cleveland Browns. You have edge rusher Miles Garrett, running back Nick Chubb, and a guard Joel Betonio. Don't see a quarterback on that list. Is Cleveland a team in trouble? I don't. I don't know if Cleveland's in trouble. Uh, Deshaun Watson, is, is, if he's there, uh, obviously that's a big question. What what's going on with his suspension? If he's going to be suspended to start the year, how long that is? If that waits. Um, but if he's there, he's in that conversation. And I think the Browns' roster in general is one of the stronger rosters in the league. They they have a lot of guys to choose from, even not on that list that I, I just had there. But Watson didn't play last year. It's still a big question as far as him coming back. If he plays like he did in 2020 with the Texans, they should be one of the the top contenders in the AFC. You think that's still why Baker Mayfield is on that roster? Is it as much the inability to trade him or to release him and uh, just eat all that, that money and just, in essence, just dismiss all the experience and the time and effort they put into him? Or do you think he's there as a hedge bet for what may happen with Watson? I think it. I think the Browns want to get something for Mayfield. They don't just want to release him. Um, and, and there's just not really any teams out there who want to take Baker Mayfield on. The two that you would look at who are most likely are the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Panthers with Sam Darnold. They brought in Matt Corral. And then the Seahawks have a, a competition between Drew Locke and, and Geno Stone uh, or Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but – they haven't really seemed all that interested in bringing Baker Mayfield in. Uh, So it's getting to a point where the Browns might have to release him. I don't think they're going to start him if Watson gets suspended. I think that's why they brought in Jacoby Brissett, who's a guy who started two and a half years in the NFL. That was their insurance plan. Um, They're just still trying to get something for Mayfield. I I see with Pittsburgh, edge rusher T.J. Watt, Defensive interior lineman Cameron Hayward, safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Those are the top three players on the Steelers, according to PFF. Is Pittsburgh in trouble? Don't see a quarterback on that list. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh is definitely in a shakier spot than Cleveland. Um, in terms of, I think they have some nice pieces on offense at the skill positions with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. They drafted a few guys, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, if stats weren't all that great, uh, but a lot of that was the situation. But their offense, it could still struggle uh, mightily next year based on what happens at the quarterback position with Kenny Pickett, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, um, and the offensive line is still, still a big concern. I know they brought in a few guys, but those tackles um, and the interior, they were really helped by how fast Ben Roethlisberger got out the ball last season. Mm-hmm. And if we have a different offense, and Pickett in particular held onto the ball for a long time at Pitt, uh, so that's going to put more stress on the offensive line, and there might be some growing pains there. For the Bengals, you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, there are a number of other players that probably could have slid in there, at least in that third position. 
Uh, Trey Hendrickson is also on your list of also considered. Trey Hendrickson could be a top three player on a lot of teams in the NFL. Uh, I think what we're looking at here is incredible depth that the Bengals have, not just at positions, but depth and talent among all starting 22. Uh, this is a team in really good shape, is it not? Yeah, they have a really balanced um, roster. There's not there's not a lot of points that you can you can point out and, and say they're they're really weak there. Um, like you said, Hendrickson is a guy who who could have been on that list. There was some concern that the Bengals might have paid him too much last all season, but mm-hmm. he was a big part of their pass rush and really consistently produced. I like DJ Reader a lot um, on the interior. I think he's underrated in terms of what he can do against the run and, and still provide some push as a pass rusher. But the real strength. And it's why I went with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins is all the young talent they have in the passing game. Um, and really a step forward that Burrow took last year, a lot of that because of Chase, right? His rookie year, his, his one weakness his rookie year was was getting the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chase really unlocked that last season. Higgins did as well. Um, so I, with him, with those receivers and throwing Tyler Boyd, uh, they're in a really good spot moving forward the next now, your colleague at ProFootballFocus.com, by the way, we're chatting with Ben Lindsay, his story, every team's top three players going into the 2022 season. But your colleague at ProFootballFocus.com, Brad Spielberger, who's been on this show, uh, put out, uh, I want to say within the last, well, maybe week, the first edition of the 2022 Cap Health Rankings, and the Bengals are number one. Now, we just talked about on the field and the depth they have and the talent over 22 positions. And now with cap health rankings, if they're number one there, you can make a real argument that this is the strongest franchise in the National Football League. Could you make that argument? Yeah, they're in a, they're in a really good spot. Um, and a lot of that is because a lot of their high-end talent, the, the top three players on that list in the article I put out, they're all on rookie contracts. Um, they've made some good deals in free agency where they're not really overpaying guys. They've given themselves some flexibility in the draft this year with what they did in the secondary to if things don't work out with Jesse Bates, they're still okay in a spot where they can move forward. Um, so they're obviously they're a good team right now, just, just making it to the Super Bowl last year and they're set up to potentially be even better moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is it's an amazing situation and how quickly it can change in the NFL. You can get healthy in the NFL, both in terms of talent on the field and uh, healthy in terms of your bookkeeping. I think in the NFL you can do that quicker than any other sport. Certainly not in baseball because baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but in in and you're not encumbered by these contracts that an NBA team is. Uh, but in the NFL, if you know what you're doing, you can get healthy overnight, which is. Always astounding to me why some franchises, and we know who they are, just seem to struggle perennially in the NFL. It, it, it's an amazing thing to me. Is it not to you? Yeah, no, it is. And you can, like you said, you, you can turn it around in, in one year, two years. Um, the trouble that teams run into is if they have, especially if they have an aging quarterback, and they just keep trying to push a window when they're not really Super Bowl contenders and just keep adding on those those extra years that, those uh, void years and dead money, that's when you get into trouble, and that's when it becomes a longer rebuild. Yeah. Um, but the Panthers, or the, the Bengals, obviously didn't do that, and they've, they've sort of rebuilt things the right way. Yeah. Yeah, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and T. Higgins, uh, top three players, according to PFF, heading into 
the 2022 season with uh, Joe Burrow leading that list. Uh, good having you on, Ben. Stay well. I'm sure we'll chat down the road and uh, we'll uh, we'll visit then. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Over-under on Bengals wins this year. Over-under on Bengals wins this year. Uh, I'm looking at several uh, several houses out in Vegas, several online uh, betting parlors. Consensus seems to be nine and a half. Nine and a half wins. Ravens are right there with them at nine and a half. Um, yeah, this team should win in excess of. Of nine games, I mean, right now in the in the bubble of late May, with no injuries and um, no tough losses, no big wins, none of the intangibles that work into whether or not a team is successful. Well, certainly injuries are, are tangible, but um, but nine and a half. This team. The, the over on nine and a half just looks like the smart play. It really does. And I'll, I'll, the only reason why you hesitate is because you don't know what a team is going to be like from a health standpoint in November and December as you sit in late May. But nine and a half, I think you got to play the over. It's 1020 Sunday Morning Sports Talk, 700 WLW. Cornholing in the backyard. Juicy burgers on the grill and the occasional drunken lawn dart mishap. Sorry! That's how Americans celebrate. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend, the beginning of summer on 700 WLW. Best place to kick back and relax today, there's no question about it. It is in historic Milford. It is along the banks of the Little Miami River. It is Little Miami Brewing because today, not only Will your favorite craft beers be on full tap? Not only will they have the best pizzas and salads, and not only will the taco trailer be open, Tom Stevenson has the stage at 4 o'clock with his acoustic brand of great music. And if you're into rock, well, the Rockin' on the River concert series continues this Friday night, this Friday night, with Cashmere, the Led Zeppelin tribute band. Tickets are online at littlemiamibrewing.com. For just $20. Check it out. Better yet, go down today. Enjoy a beer. Enjoy some time with family and friends, which you will always do at Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Twin Peaks. Eats. Drinks. Scenic Views. 
0% financing or $1,000 savings on new 2022 Equinox at Columbia Chevrolet. Equinox. Have you noticed all the blue spruce trees around town dying from the bottom up? Well, let's see what we can do. I'm all about saving trees. Give me a call at 513-742-TREE. That's 513-742-TREE or online at backtree.com. Well, I'm Tim Back, your tree physician, not mortician. Back tree service. At Athletico Physical Therapy, our favorite patients are the ones who just can't and won't wait because they don't have to. If your basement leaks, call Everdry today. Remember, it's not dry till it's ever dry. 700. WLW. He was a certified rock star. A very young man performing on this record. This, of course, is John Lennon's instant karma. On the drums is a man named Alan White, who up until this past Friday was one of the greatest rock drummers in the history of this planet. He still is. He just left this planet on Friday, dying at the age of 72. He was playing in pubs in and around the London areas, a very young man. Started playing drums at 12, but began playing in the pubs at the age of 16. Well, he was in a group at the age of 20, playing a Saturday night gig. And who would stroll into that pub but none other than John Lennon, who was in the market for a drummer for the Plastic Ono Band that had a gig coming up in Toronto in just a couple of days. Now, I know this because about four years ago, when the group that Alan White is best known with and associated with, and that would be Yes, made its way through Cincinnati. And I had Alan White on my show, and I asked him to relate that chance happening when John Lennon walked into the club looking for a drummer, saw him, and then the next day tried to track him down at Alan White's flat in London. Here's Alan White on that whole experience. I get a call, and it was important. He just said, oh, I'm John Lennon. Uh, I thought he played last night, and, uh, but I really want you to do a show with me. He said, you just the right lad for the job. I thought it was a friend of mine, and uh, I kind of went, oh, come on, stop messing around. I put the phone down on him. <laughs> and then uh, he called back 10 minutes later, luckily, and said, no, seriously, this is John Lennon, I'll tell you play, and uh, I'm doing a gig tomorrow in, in Canada, and uh, I want you to come home and play drums with us. And I went, oh, my God, <laughs> that's when I dropped the phone. And, you know. He said, I'll send a call for you if you want to do it. And he said, you want to do it? And I said, sure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I got picked up by the limo, went to uh, Heathrow Airport in London. To the- Welcome back. The RNL Carriers Inside Pitch. RNL Carriers has immediate job opportunities nationwide. Drivers, freight handlers, mechanical, cleric, and more. Visit careers.rlc.com for more information. I'm Ken Brew. Reds and Giants coming up at 11.35 today. 11.35. It's an early start. Why the early start? Major League Baseball did a TV deal in the offseason with Peacock. 
the NBC streaming network. So they're going with 11.35 with the Sunday starts, which is interesting if you're a West Coast team. And it's interesting for the Giants because a lot of their fans out there on the West Coast are up early if they want to watch this one today. Tyler Malley against Alex Cobb. That's your pitching matchup. Let's see who's hot in Major League Baseball. Brought to you by Gilkey Windows. The key to quality windows is trusting the pros. Gilkey Windows. Visit gilkey.com. And by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems and your Bryant dealers. Bryant, whatever it takes. J.D. Martinez of the Boston Red Sox piecing together a terrific season. Hitting 376 as we enter today. Just a terrific year for J.D. Martinez and we'll see the Red Sox coming up next week as the Reds hit the bricks. RBI leader in all of baseball is right up the road about four hours. Jose Ramirez of the Indians, 48 RBI on the season. Justin Verlander, Walker Bueller, each tied with the most wins in Major League Baseball right now. Justin Verlander of the Astros has six. So does Walker Bueller of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this is pretty amazing, although I guess not, but we'll see if the, uh, we'll see if the trend continues. Here we are, just barely past the quarter pole in this 2022 season, and San Diego's Taylor Rogers has 17 saves already. Josh Hader, the Brewers, has 16 saves. Those are your leaders in Major League Baseball. Hey, again this season for every run batted in by Cincinnati's cleanup hitter, Rumpke Waste and Recycling is helping keep your neighborhood clean with a $100 donation to keep America beautiful. Rumpke reminds you to do your part to protect the environment, and that would be start recycling. So who who is batting cleanup for the Reds today? Well, here's that starting lineup for the Reds. Leading off and playing center field, Nick Senzel. Batting second in right with a two fifty eight average is Tyler Naquin. Batting third and DHing today, Tyler Stevenson. Hitting three oh eight at this point. Four home runs, 24 RBI. The cleanup hitter... Joey Votto, Votto at 162, slowly trying to dig out of a very deep hole he placed himself in early this season. And then, of course, he was out ill for a number of games. Batting fifth at second base, Brandon Drury. Batting sixth, the guy that had that three-run home run in the first inning last night, Kyler Farm- Kyle Farmer is at shortstop. Batting seventh, Mike Moustakis, he's at third base. Albert Armara Jr. in left field today. He'll hit eighth. And Aramis Garcia is catching and batting ninth. Here we go. Senzel, Naquin, Stevenson, Votto, Drury, Farmer, Moustakis, Almora Jr., and Garcia. That is your red starting lineup that faces today Alex Cobb, 3-2, 6.25 earned run average on this season. Up next, big sticks in the big leagues. Let's see who's got those home run leads at this point in the season. Aaron Judge. What a terrific year he's piecing together. 17 home runs for that New York Yankee. The Dodgers' Mookie Betts with 14 in second place. Mike Trout with 13 pulls up in third place. Those are the big sticks in the big leagues. Brought to you by Encore Technologies. Visit Encore.tech. And the RNL Carriers Inside Pitch continues next on 700 WLW. For the drive to create a new kind of family car. One with go-kart handling and room for everyone. For the all-four, all-wheel... Clinical, clerical, and more. Visit careers.rlc.com for more information. If you're wondering 
This seems to be an early start to the inside pitch. Well, it's, it's an 11.35 first pitch at Great American Ballpark. The Reds go for the sweep over the Giants. The Reds 3-2 to two winners yesterday on the strength of Vlad Gutierrez pitching and Kyle Farmer's three-run home run. Today, Tyler Malley looks for his third win of the season, and he'll be up against the San Francisco Giants right-hander Alex Cobb. He is 3-2. and two. Just a reminder... If you're headed to today's game, please remember to buckle your seatbelt. A message from the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, they ask, what is holding you back? Let's check some scheduled games today in Major League Baseball, and obviously they all start well after this one. The next starts will be at 135, three games ready to go there. Baltimore at Boston, the Rockies at the Nationals, and Miami at Atlanta. 140 starts today have Cleveland at Detroit and the Yankees at Tampa Bay. Now, there is an interesting matchup today at 210. The Royals are at the Twins. 210 start. Zach Greinke starts for Kansas City. Sonny Gray on the mound for Minnesota. Gray had some hamstring issues early in the season. Dropped his first decision back in mid-April. And now has ripped off four straight wins. Sonny Gray... Gave the Reds some good years here, uh, and now is uh, apparently doing the same thing for the Minnesota Twins. As for the Brewers and the Cardinals, they meet today. That's a 2:15 start. So that'll be an interesting game to keep an eye on, and games progress throughout the afternoon and into the evening, and the uh, evening game today, the ESPN national TV game today, is Philadelphia at the Mets. Zach Wheeler, Chris Bassett is the pitching matchup in that game. So, again, the Reds are playing much better baseball lately, and that's good. The horrific start is something that they probably will not be able to overcome. It's not like it was going to be a championship season anyway, but this team can be competitive, and the way they've performed here lately makes you stop and wonder that if they had not had the salary purge and if they had just added just a little bit more what this could have been, it does not seem like it really would have been out of the realm of possibility if they had tried to keep most of the band together that they could have had some sort of a competitive year. As it stands right now, entering into this game, 16-30, and 30, 12 and a half games out of first place, inching up ever so much on the Cubs and the Pirates, but so far behind the Cardinals and the Brewers that um, even though they've won six of their last ten, it's... It, it's, uh, it's, it, it just seems like a Herculean task. But, hey, it's not like we haven't been here before. You go to the games, you watch them on TV, hopefully you listen to every single one of them here on 700 WLW, and you try to just find an interest somehow, some way. There are storylines. Graham Ashcraft, terrific storyline for this team this season. Tyler Stevenson, who's DHing today, terrific story for this team this season. Mike Moustakis is finally healthy. Maybe Nick Senzel has that breakout year. Eventually, Jonathan India comes back, and who knows? Maybe even Joey Votto can top in, tap into some of that magic that he had back in the 2021 season. That's what you look for when it's so far behind at so early a point in a season. As for the Giants, they're 24 and 21. They're seven and a half out of first, still very much in that race and still very much alive for a possible playoff berth. But again, early in the season, just barely over a quarter of the way through. 
That'll do it for the RNL Carriers Inside Pitch. I'm back on tomorrow at noon, filling in for Bill Cunningham. I hope you'll tune in then. As for this, this has been the RNL Carriers Inside Pitch. RNL Carriers has immediate job opportunities nationwide. Drivers, freight handlers, mechanics, clerical, and more. Visit careers.rlc.com for more information. Stand by. The pregame show is next, followed by all the play-by-play from Great American Ballpark. On the home of your Cincinnati Reds, 700 WLW. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.